0: Hey y'all. It's the Christmas season, and some of my podcasts and investipods and friends want to bring you a Christmas time collaboration. You'll hear stories told by creators from the following podcasts Deep Dark Secrets, True Crime PI, Extinguished, Crimepedia, Walking the Line, Murder and Mimosas, Crime Over Cocktails, True Crime Authors and Extraordinary People your favorite true crime podcast with Gavin Fish, and me, Richie Buck from Santa May Be a Criminal. I'm going to remind you what I always remind you, but this right here is what we in the biz call a trigger warning. So here goes. This podcast contains talk about criminal activity, including violence and murder. It may include a few cuss words, and it's probably not appropriate for your youngins, so you might want to earmuff them or send them outside to play. Now, before we get started... I want to mention three more things. I know, I know, get to it, Buck. But we Southerners like to talk. First up, any opinions in these stories are solely those of the specific creators presenting the story. Suspects mentioned in these tales are considered innocent unless proven guilty in a court of law. And these are real stories about real people. People who experience unimaginable horror and tragedy. The most important thing we can do to honor the victims and the families of these stories is play an active role in our justice system, remain vigilant in our understanding of our surroundings, and support organizations that work to make sure these stories remain the exception and not the rule. And just so you know, some of these stories are gonna be long, some of them are gonna be short, but you never know what you're gonna get until you tune in. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey there, I'm LaDonna Humphrey. And I'm Amy Smith. We're the host of the Deep Dark Secrets podcast.
2: And as part of the 12 Days of Christmas podcast collaboration, We're here to present the story of Ernest Huliver, the man who murdered his family
1: on Christmas Eve. Let's dive right in. In July of 2002, Ernest Huliver Jr. was charged with multiple sexual offenses for alleged abuse that involved his two daughters, Victoria and Elizabeth. As a result of his actions,
2: Jane Huliver Ernest's wife obtained an order of protection under the Abuse Act in order to keep her minor daughter, then age 15, safe from Ernest. As part of this order, Ernest was evicted from the family's residence. He was also prohibited from possessing
1: or acquiring firearms. As a result of the order, Ernest moved in with his mother, father, and younger brother, Scott but he was anything but happy about this move. Seething with quiet rage, Ernest somehow convinced his younger brother to take him back to his house just after midnight on December 24th, 2002. And
2: while his brother waited in the vehicle about a block away, Ernest approached the family home. He first cut the telephone wires and then he forced his way into the house. Once inside, he did the unthinkable. He shot his wife, Jean, and his daughters, Victoria and Elizabeth, to death. And he left Victoria's nine-month-old daughter, Madison, his granddaughter, alive. She was alone and
1: unattended, left to cry next to her mother's dead body. Ernest and his brother then drove to Clearfield County, where Ernest discarded all of his incriminating evidence, including a pistol and a shotgun. 28 hours after the murders, police immediately obtained search warrants for the Middletown residents to gather evidence. The bodies, along with baby Madison, who survived, were discovered.
2: It's so sad. Huliver mm-hmm. was subsequently arrested and charged with three counts of first-degree murder, and the Commonwealth made it very clear of their intentions. They wanted the death penalty. Additionally, the prior sexual offense charges against Ernest were then consolidated along with the murder charges. Authorities were not going to let Ernest, the
1: Christmas Eve killer, get away with any of his crimes. So to save his own skin prior to the trial, Ernest's brother Scott pled guilty to third degree murder and he agreed to cooperate as a Commonwealth witness. He led police to the Clearfield County location from where they would discover the firearms and the other evidence that was dumped. Scott then became a central witness in the case against his brother. He testified that when Jean decided to seek a divorce from Ernest, he stated, I will shoot her. Scott then described in detail how the two drove to the Middletown residence on December 24th. Scott claimed that Ernest assured him that he only wanted to retrieve his dog. Upon arrival, Ernest instead directed Scott to drive to a location about a block from the Hooliver residence. He parked the vehicle there and he waited as Ernest walked towards his former home. Scott then described how Ernest returned five to 10 minutes later, appearing shaken and disheveled. Ernest then demanded that Scott lie for him if they were ever questioned about his whereabouts. Thankfully, a jury found the Christmas Eve
2: killer guilty and convicted him of first degree murder for Victoria for Elizabeth and for Jean. He was also convicted of conspiracy, reckless endangerment of Madison, breaking and entering, and criminal solicitation. Oddly enough, he was acquitted of the sexual offenses. The jury unanimously decided upon this punishment. They gave him three death sentences for his crimes, a death sentence for killing Victoria a death sentence for killing Elizabeth, and a death sentence for killing Jean. According to authorities, Ernest has never, ever accepted responsibility and never has expressed remorse for his crimes. And here, almost 21 years later, he continues to sit on death row at SCI Phoenix, just outside of Philadelphia.
1: Wow, so many years, and he's still alive.
2: I know, and his entire family... Was obliterated on Christmas Eve. I mean, it's it's a really really sad story. Oh, and that poor baby Madison. It's it's awful. This is one of those stories that just makes your you know your skin crawl because you know he killed them to hide the crimes of sexual abuse that he ended up being acquitted for, and then you know he, he spends
1: the rest of his life in prison for their murder. It's just yeah, that's irony right there. It is. Mm. Well, thanks for tuning in to our creepy Christmas evil tale of murder and mayhem. To hear more from us, head on over to deepdarksecretspodcast.com or search for us on your favorite podcast platform. We release new episodes every Monday. So until next time, stay safe and remember, keep your lights on.
0: I urge you to listen to all the podcasts that are contributing to this project. Deep Dark Secrets, True Crime P.I., Extinguished, Crimepedia, Walking the Line, Murder and Mimosas, Crime Over Cocktails, True Crime Authors and Extraordinary People, your favorite true crime podcast with Gavin Fish, and of course, Santa May Be a Criminal. Now, remember, always, 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 Be nice.